Hi, I'm Lawrence Carroll, and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. I'm the author of ETFs for the Long Run, Dividend Stocks for Dummies, and a contributor to Forbes.com and Barron's. Each week on Two Question Tuesday, we randomly pick and answer two questions from clients of Focus Wealth Management. This week's questions will be answered by Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth, and Michael Passante, the firm's Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, morning Larry. How are you? Good morning, Larry. Hey. Uh, so today is our second anniversary of Two for Tuesday. So from the Newberg Flower Shop, I got you a cake, Michael. Two for Tuesday. I'll leave it on your desk for a piece. It's exciting. Great time. I can't to believe we've been doing this for two years. Yeah, it feels like a lot. It's been a this week has been a long two years, right? <laughs> this week feels like two years. Yeah. But uh, hey, you know what's what's amazing is that we started this two years ago on the 30th anniversary of my bar mitzvah. Um, the S&P 500, you talk about bad markets, but the S&P 500 closed at 28.68, which is 41% below today's levels uh, when we started this. The Dow closed at about 23.889, which is 36.5% below today's levels. Uh, and the NASDAQ, 8809, 35% below today's levels. So, you know, corrections are a part of investing. And uh, from that time period, you know, forward, uh, some good money was made. And it's one of the strongest two-year periods of the S&P 500 ever. So this is the cycle we're in, even though every time, as we know, is a little bit different, right? It's never the same. It's always, history often rhymes, but it never repeats. So go ahead, Larry, take the questions. Okay. Today's first question. The S&P 500, as you were talking about, the S&P 500 sank 3.4% on Monday falling below the 4,000 level for the first time in more than a year. It's now down 17% from its all-time high, and the NASDAQ plunged 4.3% yesterday, and it is clearly in a correction. This comes on the heels of Friday's drop, which came after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates 50 basis points to 0.75%. The Fed has said it expects to raise interest rates two percentage points this year, and the market has priced in an increase to 2.75%. So here's question number one. Since the market was expecting a rate hike last Thursday of 0.75 basis points, the increase was better than expected. And in light of of that, why is the market still crashing? Well, I'm not really sure where the expectation of a 75 basis point rate hike came from, because besides um, really one Fed president, which is the St. Louis Fed president, uh, James Bullard, there really weren't any communications that suggested the Fed was ever going to go 75 basis points. So maybe expectations did get a little bit too dire in the face of really high inflation that the Fed was going to raise 75 basis points. I wasn't expecting it. I don't think that a lot of other people were, but the market began to rally shortly after that. What was interesting about the rally is that the forward expectation of rate hikes, which we've talked about a lot in the past, they were at 10. The Fed hiked 50 basis points, which is essentially two rate hikes. They're still at eight. So the Fed has really done nothing to move the needle in terms of the forward expectation and outlook of rate hikes. In addition to that, high yield bond spreads uh, relative to U.S. Treasuries are still widening. And they widened last Wednesday. uh, Really, they didn't narrow last Wednesday after the release of the Fed uh, Fed decision and then the press conference by Powell. So there was really no um, healing in the fixed income market upon the communication from the Fed, which 
sort of indicates that that was a fleeting type of rally and it was more short covering than anything else. And then after market participants had about 24 hours to basically digest the ramifications of the data, the market began to weaken once again. And what we're seeing now is really across the board, a lot of forced selling. There is uh, margin levels in the S&P 500 had been extremely high. And again, hedge funds buy with borrowed money and they lever up. And a lot of what's happening right now is forced selling by hedge funds because they're getting margin calls. You do not see individual single stock performance act like this in the face of just orderly selling. So where does this type of downturn end? It's really difficult to forecast because when you get into this situation of forced selling, the selling has to ultimately stop. Um, in order for the declines to ultimately alleviate themselves. And that means hedge funds need to get their feet back under themselves a little bit. And I think it's going to have a lot to do. We're at levels which are concurrent with previous Fed capitulation. And by capitulation, I mean they haven't been as vigilant about hiking rates and they've changed a little bit of their forward outlook. But we haven't gotten very many inflation data points that have actually rolled over in terms of the CPI. So yeah, we'll I think see a lot. Week, right? Yeah, this week, hopefully we're going to get one. We have gotten a core PCE number that has started to go down a little bit, but we're not really seeing, and like we'll go over the inflation data in a little bit, but the the components of the Fed being able to turn around and capitulate and um, be a little bit more dovish here aren't exactly there. The only thing that they can really do is lower that future expectation for rate hikes, which they haven't done yet and they haven't provided any commentary on that. And that's what's really necessary for the market to start finding a floor here, I think. Okay. Well, speaking about inflation, the Labor Department is releasing the April inflation numbers tomorrow. The consumer price index is expected to come in at 8.2%, which is a decline from the 8.5% recorded in March. Bank of America told clients the market sell-off has further run, and uh, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley are also predicting that equities will struggle this year. With a slight decline, help the market and slight decline in inflation? And do you think the Fed will raise rates as much as they've said or worse? Are there moves I or any other clients can make? And am I supposed to watch my portfolio to keep falling and do nothing? Okay, so first of all, um, you set a strategy and you have to have the stomach and the long-termness to make it work, okay? so. Making moves into bad markets like this, um, you know, uh, selling moves uh, doesn't make any sense. That's not part of a, a long-term investment strategy. So from the onset, you have to recognize your goals, have to recognize why you're invested. Can you have this money invested? What is it for? And that, then you have to have the stomach and the smarts to stick through markets like this and even often add, uh, you know, if you think that there are some buys. You know, I'm looking at this right now. We knew this was going to be a tough year. We said that in a firm economic and market update at year end. Um, but I think once you go a little bit lower here, you're starting to see a lot of value around. Value that we haven't seen in a couple of years. I mean, you're looking at some large cap growth names that, to me, seem way overdone. Uh, and earnings drive, Marcus, earnings drive stocks. Let's see where the earnings come in. I think that that's going to be... Um, you know, paramount here. Uh, in terms of, um, you know, what what else to do? Stay balanced and add to the positions. I mean, the Fed, don't forget, out of the last 11 
uh, sorry, out of the last 14 tightening cycles, right? 14 tightening cycles, 11 of them resulted in recessions. So the Fed's not very good at soft landing. So as Michael said a couple of weeks ago, we probably are in the middle of a, a soft recession right now. And it certainly looks like the markets are going to you know, price that in. I don't know, maybe down another 5% on the S&P, 6% on the S&P. At that point, things are looking attractive. At this point, bonds, seeing where rates went, you know, over the past 24 hours, something very interesting happened. You had the 10-year move to 3.2% and quickly back off. So, you know, does it go to 325 again? It's a pretty large move to back off, you know, on the 10-year uh, and yield. Does it happen again? You know, I don't know, probably go up a little bit higher, but I think that bonds down 10% on the year and some of these holdings out there are way overdone. People are scared. You got to rebalance your bond side of the portfolio and you can get some really good yields. What happens if we go into a recession? Rates drop and those bonds actually make capital appreciation or can make you possibly capital appreciation as well. So you got to stay balanced here. You got to invest for the long run and you got to nibble. Uh, when you see markets like this, and that's the right type of strategy. Otherwise, you do nothing. Um, but there's starting to appear to be some value out there for me. And, uh, you know, I'm more optimistic than I was a few months ago. Um, but I still think we have a little bit further to go down. Uh, and look, the Fed is not very good at soft landing. So given everything that's going on, the rise in inflation, that's the second part of the question, there's three part question, inflation backing off. Is that a good thing? Yes, I think it's a good thing. But the problem is it's still too high. I mean, God, eight and a half, 8.2, whatever, too high. I feel like wearing around my, that was my daughter, Cecilia, um, who I'm watching this week. I, I feel like, you know, when you look at inflation at 8.5, 8.2, it makes me want to wear one of those whip inflation out buttons that doesn't do anything, but you just wear it around because it does something, right? So um, these inflation numbers are scary. Uh, they're too high. And how do you get out of it? You have demand destruction. Unfortunately, that comes on the back of a recession. Uh, but this is not 09. Um, you know, the banks are solid. Uh, companies are solid. Balance sheets are solid. Uh, I worry about the policy response. Uh, and obviously, this recession might have been caused. This is going to be known, I think, as the twin COVID recessions, right? Front end and hopefully a bookend, right? On each side, hopefully. Um, and, uh, that, that's what we're looking at. So did I answer all those questions, Larry? You had like, yes, you answered all the questions. That was great. And congratulations on your two year anniversary. Thank you. And, um, overall that was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at two question And we'll be back next week.